Welcome to From Betrayal to Breakthrough. I'm Dr. Debbie Silber, and today we have Devorah Steinberg. And Devorah, L-I-C-S-W, is a therapist, love coach, speaker, yoga teacher, and spiritual seeker who has dedicated her life to helping others reach their goals in love, spirit, and fulfilling their life purpose. Her deeply personal spiritual journey and long personal journey to love inspired her to create the Wise Woman Path to Love, a six-month coaching program for finding love using yoga, meditation, hypnotherapy, mind-body medicine, and energy healing. She provides online coaching to clients across the globe and in person, integrative therapy, in her Boston office. She and her partner, Steve, live in Boston with their three children and three dogs. And you're going to love this interview I had with Devorah. She's talking about self-betrayal and the many ways we can heal from it using some interesting mind-body approaches. You'll also hear about a crazy experience that happened to me in a yoga class. Yep, healing can be tricky and kind of unexpected at times. Here's Devorah. I am so excited today because we have Devorah Steinberg with us. She is going to be talking about mind-body healing and the difference between uh, coaching and psychotherapy and, and all kinds of great stuff like that. So welcome, Devorah. Oh, thank you, Debbie. I am here with you in my mind, body, heart, and spirit, and very, very excited to be here. Oh, wonderful. So let's just get started with what got you into this work. Well... I was born seeking healing. And as my stepfather said, when he met me when I was 24, I'm seeking the eternal truth. I honestly feel like I was birthed from the womb as a spiritual seeker. I had a chance in sixth grade to read any book that I wanted for a book report. And I chose a book on transcendental meditation. Why a Jewish girl from New York was reading about transcendental meditation is to this day an interesting question I have. And then after that, I went on to read a, a book called Life After Life, which is about reincarnation. So um, I started out with that curiosity and that draw, that, a deep draw to the mystical mm. and to you know what is going on at the core, at the seat, going deeper and deeper and deeper. My own personal journey since then has certainly taken me on my ups and down paths. So that being said, starting at those 12-year-old book report, uh, book choices, um, my biggest challenge in my life was my journey to love. It was a 25-year journey. And yes, folks, you heard me. I did not meet my partner until I was 49. And it was um, a path that had stumbling blocks that I could not identify or see. Now, let me explain. I was a mind-body therapist and life coach that whole time. So I was effectively helping other people and not myself. And once I unlocked the secrets to my own blocked path, which had a lot of challenges that were way out of my own um, view of myself, um, you know, the cobbler needs new shoes, you know that? Mm -hmm. um, I became incredibly dedicated to helping other women on the path to love with a spiritual journey. And that so, is the focus of my work now. Yeah. So, so now that's, that's a, a long journey to be uh, looking for love. And I imagine it's, it's self-love and, and love out. You know, yeah. All different kinds of relationships. So yes. what was it, did you sort of see some of your clients and, and through them maybe give you some insight as to what needed to be unlocked within you? What, what was the process? 
Well, um, I certainly learned a tremendous amount from working with my clients. And, you know, I think you could probably relate to this and anybody who works in the healing, helping profession can relate to this. Those moments when out of my mouth came the exact thing that I was saying to my client that I said, Ooh, I need to be listening to that for myself. Mm. So anybody who's listening, who thinks that we healers have it all figured out, I would say, don't think that. We're often one step ahead of you um, because we've had a tremendous opportunity to learn from so much giving and doing and, and study, but there's always our own journey. So there was certainly that where whatever I was saying to my clients, I certainly needed to hear for myself. Um, on the other hand, there was still some ingredient that I couldn't quite identify. And you're right about the self-love because there was a way in which I knew that intellectually, you know, I'm a, I'm a mind-body therapist, so I do what's called bottom-up processing, which means we get it in the, in the center of our knowing, in the body, then in the heart, in the emotions, and then processing it in the head, which is very different than traditional psychotherapy or coaching, which is we think it in our head, maybe we get to the emotions in the body, usually doesn't even get acknowledged at all. Mm. And so. you know what's so interesting about that? Because usually, and, and one of the things that I, I saw over and over uh, in the study that I did was that we turned down our intuition because we were so busy doing, you know, thinking and doing yes. instead of feeling yes. and being. But meanwhile, our gut never lies. It is so spot on. And if we just yes. trusted it and strengthened it and listened to it, yes. it would probably prevent a lot of heartache. So, yes. so it sounds yes. like, so here you're doing this bottom up processing. So you're mm-hmm. getting this, these feelings in the gut, bringing them up to the heart. And, yes. but what was your head telling you? Why was well, it not? My, yeah. my head was saying, I'm doing everything right. I'm deserving of love. I'm ready for this. I have so much to give. I have so much to offer. You know, why isn't this happening? It almost felt like there was a plexiglass shield around me. I used to say love was elusive. Mm. That I, I just, it couldn't, I would be grasping for it and I couldn't quite grasp it. Or I would get something, you know, I'd be in relationships and they just wouldn't be quite right. So my head and my heart and body weren't aligned and I knew it, but I couldn't figure out what was off the ways that I was betraying myself, you know, as, as you and I were chatting right before we started officially was mm-hmm. really the big piece. And being that I'm a mind body therapist, the, the big aha moment happened for me when I was playing tennis with a man I had no business dating. He was, you know, hadn't even separated from his wife. It was just, it, it didn't make any, there was no reason why this made any sense for me to be dating this person as nice a person as he was. And I was playing tennis with him and literally ended up on the ground on the tennis court as if a bullet was shot into my foot. And I couldn't figure out what just happened. And what had just happened was I ruptured my Achilles tendon. Mm. And a spiritual friend of mine asked me the question that, like I was saying before, I couldn't see my own blind spot. She said, Devorah, you ruptured your Achilles. What's your Achilles heel? Oh, wow. And it was the light bulb moment. I said, the pattern that I'm doing with the way that I'm going about looking for love is not working. And I did two things. I made a commitment that I had never made before. And at 49 years old, when you've never been married and you've wanted a partner for all that time to say, I will never ever be in a relationship again for the rest of my life. This was a, excuse me, a vow. You know, the difference between an intention, a commitment, a promise and a vow I made a vow to myself. I will be single for the rest of my life until I do this differently. Mm. And I unpacked, I went backwards. I looked at 
How am I, what's my attitudes? What are my beliefs? How am I presenting myself? What are the patterns with each relationship I've been in? And really did an internal survey along with that commitment. And I came up with one key piece that after a 25 year journey, I had never realized. And it was that I was not open to receive. It was all about the giving. And in the yin yang, especially when we're talking about not betraying ourselves, if you are, if, and I was, if you are focused on just giving and there is no giving and receiving to the depth of that level of balance, then guess what's going to happen? You're not going to receive. And I didn't. So, you know, of course, the show is about betrayal. So we're talking about a self-betrayal here. Yes. Did you did you feel like you were betraying yourself on some level? Was it a conscious thing? Was it was something it was, you were aware of? It was absolutely unconscious. I mean, there was some level on which I realized I must be doing that because, you know, the kind-hearted people around me, my dear father, one of them saying, oh, you just haven't met the right guy. You haven't been lucky. You know, and when I got to about 40, I said, you know, it it can't have decades of unlucky. I'm a very outgoing, friendly person. So I wasn't sitting at home, you know, watching cable TV. I was out and doing things and meeting people. How much, how much bad luck can we have? And, you know, some of the guys that I dated were nice, some were great, you know, but they weren't right for me. And there was something that wasn't lasting there. So I must have been betraying myself, but there was a disconnect between believing that must be so and figuring out exactly what was playing out there. And I think there's a way in which I was letting other people in to betray me as well, because they were making a, even though we weren't married, they were making a promise to work on our relationship and for us to give and receive to each other. And they couldn't fulfill what they were promising to me either because there was no opening. Which in a way is such a perfect mirror Mm-hmm. Right, because in yeah. in them not uh, giving and receiving, it just shows you, I guess, what what you weren't what you weren't doing in the same way. So, what happened after that? Well, this is true. I, I feel like when I tell this story, people don't believe me, and this is why I do such powerful spiritual and energetic work. Is I met my partner three months later. Mm. That is the truth of what happened. And I was not open or ready to risk because that, that, uh, Achilles tendon boyfriend, that one was a heartbreaker for me. And, uh, I was really split open. So I was not ready to meet anybody. He was fairly newly divorced. He wasn't ready to meet anybody, but we came across each other's path and we, you know, very gently became friends. And, you know, that over several months grew into the relationship that we have now. So, um, after 25 years of searching and literally feeling like I was banging my head against the wall, three months later, everything changed. Yeah. So what are some of the mind-body practices then that could unlock something like this? So someone who's saying, wow, you know what? I have a feeling I may be doing that to myself. Yes. What could they explore? Yeah. Yes, that is a great question. And everything that I teach and everything that I facilitate and all the approaches that I use with my clients are approaches that I do and have used myself. So I am an absolute walk the walk, not just talk the talk kind of person here. And I would say for these kinds of intractable, either unconscious or patterns one cannot get out of their way even knowing about, it's gotta be something other than just traditional talking therapy or life coaching. And for me, the approaches that have been the absolutely most powerful are yoga as a a form of healing, I am a Kripalu yoga teacher. 
Kripalu yoga instructor. So using yoga, as we call yoga on and off the mat, and we could have a whole hour long conversation about how yoga could be for healing, but let's just say, however we bring ourselves in our lives, we can watch how we are doing our yoga. Mm -hmm. For example, if I'm not letting myself relax and receive a pose and be gentle with myself if something is difficult and not being compassionate with myself on the mat, Mm -hmm. that's an indication of what I'm doing in my life. So there's yoga and I've been a yogi for 35 years. So that was an ongoing process. Mm -hmm. And it is an incredible peeling back the layers of the onion. If you do gentle, slow, mindful yoga. And I'll I'll stop you right there because I'm not, I don't do a lot of yoga, but I'll never forget when I was healing from my betrayal, I was in a yoga class and there was a moment I was about halfway through and I thought I was going to absolutely pass out. I left. I don't even know how I made it home. And then someone told me that was a purge. Yes. Yes. And I said, what the heck is that? I had no idea. It was, I mean, I don't even know how I made it home. I I felt so sick Mm -hmm. and I know it was supposed to make me feel great, but really it was not even halfway through that yoga class. I'm yeah. so bad that I had to leave. Can you speak to that? What yes. what happened I'm to so me? I'm so glad that you shared that story, Debbie, because you made me think of something that I wanted to share, which is mm-hmm. this phrase that I learned at Kripalu, which is where I did my yoga teacher training. The issues are in the tissues. Mm. So we are holding inside of our bodies, which is why I said the mind-body approaches is where it's going to work to release what's being trapped and, and the patterns in there. Because you can't... You cannot access this information from just your thinking or your conscious mind or even just your emotions. There is literally body memory in the tissues, you know, and betrayal is trauma. Mm -hmm. And I know you know this, and I know folks who listen to this podcast regularly know this, that there are ways in which we cannot process this information consciously because it is intolerable and it is too much. So we use the depth of our defense mechanisms to escape what that, what that is that's intolerable. Mm. So, and I'll tell you, I can, I can speak to that personally. That mm-hmm. was the most profound I had never, and I've done yoga throughout the years. That feeling was so physical, yes. absolutely so physical. That's what it is. And so, you know, for me, I continue to need to unleash the layers because there's, um, and you'll probably relate to this, there's masking that's happening and armoring mm-hmm. that's happening to protect ourselves. You know, for me, the original wound was one thing. And then there was the wounds of 25 years of wanting something and continuing to not get it. Mm. Rejection, disappointment, imbalance, frustration, belittling, uh, not enough, longing. You know, these things over decades are trauma in themselves. I would say that that was one of the biggest traumas of my life was a 25-year journey of, you know, always a bridesmaid and never a bride. Um, And wanting these things that seem to be so easy for other people. And the issues are in the tissues. And I learned this phrase at Kripalu Yoga Center where I did my yoga teacher training, that there is a cellular memory of deep pain and wounding and joy as well. But if we're talking about healing, we're talking about the places where we're holding in our body when we may not even know consciously what we're thinking and feeling. We may not even know what triggered it. You were sharing in a yoga class where you had you know, incredible purging. We also call that an ab reaction. It happens on body work tables as well, um, which is why I've done a lot of supervision for body workers, acupuncturists, healers, 
who have not had the psychotherapy training, they say, whoa, what's getting unleashed onto my table? All I did was massage someone's back or stick an acupuncture needle in her ear and the waterworks. So getting to those core levels and not just being on the surface level of what you think and what you're aware of in your consciousness, mm. but really letting your body um, be access to move that stuff. Right. And are there certain types of yoga that may be better during during these these times that maybe the purge won't be as significant or as frightening? Mm. Like it was terrifying for me. Well, do you, what kind of yoga were you practicing then? Do you know? I It was hot yoga. Yeah. That's, that's probably the one thing that I would suggest not to do okay. is the hot yoga, power <laughs> yoga or the okay. you know, advanced vinyasa yoga. Um, it's just, there's too much stimulation and too much changing of the body, heart rate, temperature, blood pressure, movement. There's too much muscularly, skeletally, it's too much happening. So I would suggest the most gentle yoga you could do. Being a 35 year yoga practitioner, I always go for the most I go for the beginner classes and I'm a 35 year practitioner and I like it, like I said, to be slow and mindful. So what folks can look for is beginners, restorative or yin yoga. Mm -hmm. um, and then there's a lot of spa yoga that's popping up, at least in Boston where I live. Um, that's really about having some energy healing. Often there'll be candles and the yoga is meant to be soothing. So anything with that genre, soft, gentle, slow, and beginner, because what it's really about is allowing your body and breath and, and awareness at some level to integrate enough to release so that you're not getting pounded and you're not moving so quickly through it that you don't have a chance to process or release what you need to, and, and not too, too intensely. Like you oh, Okay. So, so this could be, it sounds like this could be, yoga could be so wonderful, whether you're healing from a self-betrayal or healing from betrayal from, from a person. Absolutely. So yoga, yoga is great. What else? What are some other practices? Yes, I would. Um, there are so many, Debbie. I'm not necessarily saying that others than what I'm mentioning aren't good. So please don't misunderstand. But in my experience as a healer and practitioner, and as someone who has done a lot of healing, I find EMDR, which is mm -hmm. eye movement, desensitization, and reprocessing. And I'll explain what that is in a moment. Incredibly helpful and powerful. Incredibly. I, I, I will say there are times when I feel like it's magical. Uh, there have been clients who have been haunted by trauma and places that they're stuck for decades. And even after one, two, or three sessions, it gets, you get unlocked. Whatever haunts you gets unlocked. So I'll talk about that in a moment. And then hypnotherapy you know, a really deep, energetically, spiritually based hypnotherapy. And the kind of hypnotherapy that I was trained to do is much more than just post-hypnotic suggestion. You're going to get relaxed and now you're not going to want to smoke anymore. Or the next time you, um, you know, go out on a date, you're going to, you know, be relaxed rather than nervous. You know, you have to really go back to um, doing some age regression about where the source of the problems are. So mm -hmm. it's a very deep, um, sort of time traveling type of um, hypnotherapy that I practice in my in my business as well as the kind that I have done for my own healing. Mm -hmm. I'd love to talk about EMDR because I've heard it over and over again how wonderful it can be. Can you explain exactly yes. what happens and why Absolutely. it's so effective? Absolutely. Why it's so effective, I don't know that I could necessarily say, and, and I don't know that anyone can, because I don't know that we fully understand how traumas and challenges and betrayals get buried in the brain and in the body, you know, how exactly, like where they get mapped. So if we don't really know how they got there, I don't know that we could accurately say how they ungot, how they come out, but mm -hmm. um, 
from my perspective, it's an understanding about releasing what gets stuck because you are caught in the unconscious beliefs, the negative cognition or the negative thought or belief about yourself that is trapped along with the visual memory, the emotions, and the sensations in the body. So what you do when you're doing EMDR, and again, that stands for eye movement, desensitization, and reprocessing, is you are bringing up, there's a particular protocol, Francine Shapiro developed this treatment uh, in the 1980s, so it's relatively newish as far as psychotherapies go, but it is, it is one of the, if not the most studied psychotherapy treatments for trauma, and you are bringing up the memory, the visual, if you're a visual person, the negative thought that you have about yourself or about the situation, the sensation and the emotion of that experience all at the same time. So you're basically doing a multi-level alignment and then you are doing what we call bilateral, bilateral stimulation of the brain to unleash all of those stuck thoughts, feelings, sensations, memories, and, um, and feelings. So the bilateral stimulation can be, you know, traditionally it would just be a therapist holding up basically the first two fingers, um, you know, like a Boy Scout pledge and moving back and forth, maybe a foot and a foot and a half wide of the hands moving back and forth and the client would move his or her eyes to follow those movements. You can still do it with fingers. You can do it with an LED light bar. You can do it with alternate sound beeps or tones in headphones. And my favorite are what I call the tappers, where you have um, small um, sort of plastic, maybe one inch square approximately, um, vibrating tappers that you gently hold in the palms of your hands. So you get just a tiny little vibrational pulse alternating right hand, left hand, right hand, left hand. Mm -hmm. So what you're doing is you're doing rounds of processing this information as it was stuck. So for a betrayal, for example, you, you know, you'd say the whole thing was just horrible. You know, it was just horrible when that event happened. You know, when that, when that person did that to me, let's say it was a betrayal by somebody else. You know, that person just, just left, left me. I got home and, and his stuff was moved out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I would, the way that, to give an example that I would use that in a session, I was, I'd say, okay, that whole thing was horrible. Let's imagine that it was a film, the old fashioned film, and let's get to the moment or the freeze frame that was the worst moment of all of that. Mm-hmm. And someone might say, all of it was the worst moment. Okay, let's take me through it. And I will watch as they tell me the story mm-hmm. because I've been doing this for 20 years. I know, I can feel if they don't know where the, I call it the hottest hot point is. Mm-hmm. I'll just see it in the face, the affect, the body movement, the body posture, the expression. If he or she, if my client can't identify it, I usually can. Mm-hmm. And I'll say, why don't we go with that moment where you were in the doorway and you open the door and you saw that mm-hmm. piece of, the couch was missing. Right. And then we will stay in that moment and we'll say, what do you remember? What do you feel? What are the sensations? What's mm-hmm. the cognition? And then we do that bilateral stimulation processing. And believe it or not, you do it round after round after round. What happens is ultimately the overwhelming experience in memory, thought, sensation, and emotion of that experience starts to shrink. Mm-hmm. So eventually, even after one session, sometimes it's a few, but even after one, it feels like you are looking at it through the wrong end of a binoculars. Mm-hmm. You know that the pain happened, but it just shrunk down from the full size that you would see in the front of the binoculars to the tiny little pinpoints. It feels far away, far less threatening. And the word that I use is it's not 
haunting you anymore. Right. Yeah. Wonderful. And, and and it's important also to say this is something, do this with a with someone who is trained in yes. EMDR. This is not something just, you know, to take on on your own. And it kind of reminds me on some level of tapping EFT because yes. you're right. Okay. So can you explain yes, what that is similar. for everybody? Sorry? Can you explain what, what that is? What's happening? E- what tapping is? What's there happening? may be some yes. people who don't know. EFT, emotional freedom technique. And it, it's based in, in some ways on some of the same principles because you are working with the sensations, the awareness in your body and the thoughts and the beliefs. They, they, they're all slightly different. The tapping, um, let me see how I can explain it in a way without actually visually seeing it. It's using meridian points similar to um, how um, Chinese medicine works on meridian points like an acupuncture and acupuncture, acupressure. Tapping on particular points, starting with the side of the hand. There's many different protocols for where you tap and how you tap and how long and what you say. But for a basic tapping on the side of the hand, then moving to the top of the head, several places on the face, the collarbone, and then on the side of the underneath the armpit, a little low down. And while tapping, similar to EMDR, you're doing rounds of moving the negative information, the negative beliefs, with self ex- moving to self-acceptance, and then processing the emotions. Mm-hmm. And this is based a little bit more on the beliefs and the meridian points, mm-hmm. where the EMDR is doing the beliefs, the sensations, the emotions, the memories with the bilateral stimulation. Mm-hmm. So it's using a slightly different energetic approach or a different neurological or energetic approach, because I think tapping is more energy um, on on, um, meridian points and EMDR is more bilateral stimulation, which is more neurological experience to and release the ways that you were stuck. You know what it's all about, Debbie? It's about getting unstuck. Yeah. 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 And that's what it sounds like from what you're saying. And I know Mm -hmm. the Ortners are wonderful with this, the tapping solution. You could find so much about them. Brand new app. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody can for free you know, tap so quickly and easily. Absolutely. Um, you know, and, and if somebody's looking for self-help, I'm glad you, glad you brought up the tapping uh, because EMDR and hypnotherapy, you really can't and won't want to do alone tapping. You can absolutely do mm-hmm. it. It's almost like you can't really mess it up. So it's yeah. a, it's, and, it's a, a great, a great tool to have in your toolkit. So Devora, what do you want to make sure we cover before we wrap up? What I want to make sure we cover before we wrap up is that no matter where you are, on your journey of pain or betrayal or loss, no matter how stuck you feel, no matter how long you've been feeling stuck, wherever you are, there is a place to heal. You are not forever bound to be in this place. That there are people that can help, there are techniques techniques that can help, there's healing that can help, that this experience that you have had has another side to it, and there is growth that can happen from it. However, when you're in the midst of it, when you're in the in the in the real um, epicenter of the storm, nobody wants to hear there'll be growth that happens, and you're not even ready for that yet. What you need to do is have hope and belief that there is something you can do to feel better, and then make the effort to find out who and what who can help you or what that is. Mm. And that's why this podcast is so amazing because we're offering hope. We're offering opportunities, you know, including all the wonderful videos that you have on YouTube about tapping. I mean, there's so much that is available that uh, we are so blessed to have such a connected world now that whether it's apps, you know, wonderful meditation apps, I'm a big fan of insight timer. It's, you know, I don't, I don't get any feedback for that. I I love it myself. Use what's available in, in the technology and the techniques for yourself. 
But even more than that, if you're really stuck and hurting, reach out for professional help. There is no way I ever would have moved beyond my 25-year journey for love if I didn't have my own personal journey that I did from my own healing that I knew of, from all the healing I've given to other people, but from the professionals who helped me. Mm-hmm, There's mm-hmm. no shame in saying, I need help. In your worst and darkest time, it takes a tremendous amount of courage to reach out for help. Absolutely. Well, you shared some wonderful information, some great resources, and that's the idea of this podcast, just to give just to give people an arsenal of, yes. uh, of tools to reach out and try and say, hey, you know what, this one really worked and resonated with me, and this one I'll try, maybe will be great another day, but it's wonderful. So, Devorah, yeah. thank you so much. Where could we find more mm-hmm. about you? Yes, about me. I am at The Wise Woman Path, and that's P-A-T-H, The Wise Woman Path. And I am available for online coaching, anyone in the world, particularly for the spiritual approach to the journey to love. But for any way that you are stuck and there's something that you're wanting in the world, you can get in touch with me. You can get in touch with Debbie or anybody else uh, who is skilled and professional to move you from the places that you're stuck. We are here for you. We're dead. Mm. We dedicate our lives to doing what we do to help you move from a place of darkness to a place of greater light. From betrayal to breakthrough. Thank you so much for your time. You are so welcome, Debbie. What a blessing to be here with you. And I wish healing and health and a ray of light to anyone who's listening who's in a moment of darkness. I love how Devorah explained practices we need a specialist to do with us, as well as other practices we can do ourselves. As different as we all are, what's so great is there's something that'll work for everyone. And you can stay in touch with Devorah by going to thewisewomanpath.com. And we'll have all of her information in the show notes at pbtinstitute.com forward slash podcast. Here's my biggest takeaway. The issues are in the tissues. Trauma gets stuck and needs to get out of the body, whether that means yoga, yoga, tapping. We talked about the Ortners who put the tapping solution online event on the map and more EMDR, hypnotherapy, or anything else. Explore ways to find healing. And here's a gift from me. Head over to pbtinstitute.com and receive my gift of how your biggest crisis reveals your greatest gift. And let us support you. Go to Facebook and join our group, Women Hacking Betrayal, where we give information, tools, and support to help you move forward and heal once and for all. Can't wait to be with you next time. And here's to your breakthrough.